All right. Well, this is just your weekly reminder. We post every Wednesday at 5 p.m. on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube for the full visuals. Follow us on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and Facebook at Nothing But Controversy, Twitter at NB Controversy. And of course, go to nothingbutcontroversy.com slash shop to buy your boys' merch. I mean, just look, we got three hats on already. The hats are coming in soon. Uh, we're very excited about that. If you want a hat, give us a little DM. We'll be sure to get you one of those trucker hats, NBC trucker hats, unbelievable. But anyways, let's go to episode 39 intro right now. This is nothing but controversy. Well, what's up, guys? And welcome to episode 39 of the Nothing But Controversy podcast. And today is a very special day because it is our NFL Week 1 special. Oh, my goodness. I cannot believe that. we're All right, Matt, stop talking. Shane, take off your hat. Oh, Oh, man. For all those at home, Shane cut the lettuce. Tune into YouTube now. He looks handsome as ever. Don't oh, yeah. not get that twisted. He looks handsome as ever. Oh, yeah. But uh, Shane, we missed the lettuce. Uh, okay, Matt, carry on. Okay. Um, first of all, yeah, uh, Team Matt Nation. I'm back, baby. It, it's been a week. Uh, you know, uh, I was on a sabbatical. The you had was your mom. Yeah, and she was she, she she was she was missing me. It happens. It does. But yeah, I'm back. I'm better than ever. I'm on the wagon along with LBS. Cheers. We've had a couple today. Just a couple. Cheers, yeah. So just just so you guys know, before filming this episode, I got text from multiple sources <laughs> saying that Liam is absolutely buzzing. Oh, right. big time buzzing. So I'm expecting I'm expecting some solid one-liners out of you today. I can confirm those uh, those texts, those rumors. Let me tell you. Hey, listen, uh, I said I've had a couple beers today, and speaking of a couple, we are officially two days away from the start of the NFL regular season. Two days! Bang! Wow. Oh, my goodness. It's been a long time coming. We started this countdown at 199. I feel like I haven't even known you guys 199 days. <laughs> yeah. Is that an insult? Oh, time flies when you have it fun. Exactly. But hey, let's go. Uh, let's go into the schedule here. We're gonna start off, of course, with this week. It's owned it, LBS. Okay, just interrupt me again, Shane. Well, again, Shane. I will. I will. This week in sports. Then we got our question of the week. Then we got our bowl prediction of the week. And then we got our game of the week. Our game of the week. Game of the week is back. It's back. It's back. I forgot that was a segment. Oh yeah, no. It, it's the most. Know that was a segment. That's that's how long it's been. We have our game of the week. Then we go into one of everyone's favorite segments, Think Fast, NBC Trivia, hosted by the non-lettuce king, Shaner. Then we have our top five and our lock of the week in terms of betting. Just an absolute banger of an episode. We're going to be talking about the NFL. We're going to be talking about fantasy football. Stay tuned. This is going to be a great episode. So right now, let's head into 
This week in sports, baby, fuck. All right, so I'm going to bring up two things, two major things, I'd say. I mean, of course, this week in sports, it's week one, okay? I don't know if there's anything you guys want to bring up. I would say probably stay away from the game of the week. Um, what I want to say is obviously I'm wearing my Saints shirt. I just want to – I'm excited to see what Jameis can do in, like a, in, in the starting role. He is the guy now. I'm very excited to see how Dak Prescott is going to come back. Dak Prescott, I mean, listen, I hate the Cowboys, but if there's something I like about the Cowboys, it's Dak Prescott, man. So I'm excited to see what he can do. He's a phenomenal player, how he comes back. I'm excited to see all the rookie QBs that are starting. I think there's, what, three? Is Trey Lance starting? No. No. Okay, so it's just Mac, it's Trevor. Mac, Trev, and Zach. And Zach, okay. So especially Mac Jones, of course. I'm, a, I'm an Alabama football guy. So I'm excited to see him play. I was very excited when he got drafted by the Patriots. I thought that was the perfect spot for him. And uh, him getting named QB, uh, it's a big deal. So uh, very excited to see what these young QBs can do. I think it's um, – I don't think I've been this excited for a QB class in a while. We're probably going to end up seeing Justin Fields and Trey Lyons, um, like eventually. But for now, uh, it's this three, these three guys. I don't know what you guys want to say about week one, but that's the first thing I'm going to bring up. I'm fucking pumped, baby. Nominate one of the nominations for the game of the week, bias aside, uh, is the Colt Seahawks game. I think that's going to be a sick game, but uh, I'm just ecstatic at who the Colts got back when they got back. Quentin Nelson dressing for game one, Ryan Kelly's going to be off the COVID list, Wentz is going to be in for game one, and the shock of them all has to be Eric Fisher at left tackle. Um, starting, he, he was they were going to put him on the PUP and sit him six weeks, and then suddenly he's number one on the depth chart for week one. So I'm absolutely pumped with that. I think that's going to be a really, really good game. Uh, I'm pumped for it. Go Colts, baby. Big game in the Spooner household. Big game in the Spooner. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm a Seahawks fan. Um, Not sure I could watch it with them, but uh, might have to. Might have to. But, yeah, I'm pumped. Yeah. Yeah, Similar to the guys, just super hyped about the game. Uh, The NFL coming back this week. (laughs) I'm excited to watch the Pats, obviously, again, playing week one against the Dolphins. Uh, you know what? I was not a big Mac Jones fan. Still not. But uh, hopefully, you know, he wins me over this week, propels the team to a first-week dub. And, uh, yeah, I'm just excited to watch all the other games. Obviously, our fantasy football league is starting this week. That's going to be fun, playing Cam, sitting right next to me over there. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, bro, I'm excited for football to start this week. That's all I got for uh, this week in sports. Pump for fantasy. Oh, yeah. Fantasy is always a good time. Always a good time. Liam, if you keep flicking that pen, I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> I was you know waiting that for that. I know <laughs> that was you because I've yelled at you about it before. Oh, I was waiting Fair for enough. Oh, man. Cowboys, yeah, I, I don't have much. Yeah. I mean, no. I, I'm kind of screwed here this week. Uh, I think of, of the five of us, I mean, Shane aside, uh, the Eagles are looking the worst. Um <laughs> Not really any expectations. I hope Jalen Hurts uh, wins over this new coaching staff. Um, I, I really love the guy, personally, but we'll see. If not, the Eagles might be sitting pretty with three first-round picks for next year's draft, so I'll be looking forward to that. But uh, otherwise, not much to say. Um, 
we haven't talked about college football yet, and I know it's NFL uh, special this week, but three 19-plus point underdogs won last week. Don't expect to see that the rest of the year. Um, yeah, I, I don't want to go at Dawson too much here, but Montana smoked Washington. Maybe not smoked. Kind no, of a, they smoke. it, it, just by beating them, they smoked. In context, them. yeah, that's it. So, anyways, um, and then Jimmy Lake came out and said, "I'm not sure." Wasn't surprised. Are you fucking kidding me? You are the 20th ranked school in the country. Montana's. If we had to rank them, probably 200 plus. <laughs> They're an FCF school. How are you not shocked? Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. You know, hot seats. That seat is fucking lava. <laughs> oh my god but yeah in the, in the same article they also said that washington's players came off the bus acting like hollywood stars like oh man not happy and they play michigan this week which is just fantastic anyways good luck to the huskies but that's all, I, that's all i got this week <clears throat> boys i'm excited saquon is back saquon's back uh, you know, it's been too long since I've seen Saquon lace it up with my boys. Um, I'm excited to see Kenny Galladay, uh, a real number one receiver, one we haven't had since, uh, obviously, Odell. Odell was traded. The weapons are around Danny Dimes. I'm excited to see if he can, uh, you know, everybody knows that I, I'm a big Danny Dimes supporter, one of very few Giants fans who are. So I'm excited to see if he can actually uh, pull through with some real targets going here. Um, How is Tony looking? That's what I want to know. No, but like I'm gonna turn my back on my boy. Uh, is, listen, is he gonna come in as like the four or five guy and get a few less reps than we expect? He's he's coming in as the four or five guy, and he's he's gotta earn his reps. Um, I know Victor Cruz came out and said, "Cam, your boy Sterling Shepard's gonna have a big year." So uh, hopefully he stays healthy because I don't think he's played a full year yet. But uh, Shep went healthy. Bold statement here. Shep went healthy. He's one of the best route runners in the NFL. And one of the best slot, top five slot guys in the NFL when healthy. So if he could stay healthy all year, that gives Danny Dimes, uh, you know, a security blanket. And then Kenny Galladay doing his thing. So I'm excited. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's kind of hard to argue with that. We just need to see more of them, I guess. But uh, yeah, uh, that's it for, I guess, uh, the first uh, thing I have to bring up. Second thing I'm going to bring up is Cam kind of alluded it's like before, but college week one happened. Uh, a lot of shocks happened. A lot of, uh, it was interesting. Okay. It told us a lot about how the teams are. So this is what I wrote down. I said, Alabama looked very good. I mean, it's Alabama. They look like Alabama, uh, Georgia. Wow. Their defense looked incredible. I told you. Georgia is a scary team. Uh, don't say I didn't warn you. That's all I have to say. We all, we all warned you. No, he's hurt. That's crazy. Yeah, he's, 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 mm-hmm. he's Oh, yeah, he's coming off a torn ACL, eh? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Say, he might not play until, like, November. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not – I was, like, I didn't read up into that too much before last week, clearly, because I mentioned him, like, maybe 15 times. But, yeah, he's he's out for a while. Yeah. Like, yes, Georgia impressed me quite a, a bit. Sorry, go ahead. Zamir White is a bully. He yeah. is, he is, absolutely. He was bodying guys on his runs. So, like, like I said – Georgia, they impressed me quite a bit, but their offense needs to get going. I don't know if Clemson's defense is that good, too. I mean, there was not an offensive touchdown in that game. Clemson's the, that good. They're absolutely that they good. They are. Like, take away, take, away the, take away the pick six. It's a 3-3 football game. Like, that's kind of crazy for 
for two top five ranked teams. That's Clemson and ACC. Yeah, oh, 100%. That being said, though, Clemson's O-line was awful. I mean, I'm not taking anything away from Georgia's – not taking anything away from Georgia's D-line, but, like, I think he got sacked, what, seven times, eight times? Seven times, seven times. Seven times is not good enough to beat you the top five, man. I'll tell you that right now. Horrible matchup. Horrible week one matchup for yeah. a team who lost a lot of starters. Mm-hmm. It's like, That's a nightmare situation, if you ask me. Yeah, also, I am nowhere near close to, ca- like, canceling Clemson out of this year at all. No, 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 no. Justin, Justin just... Ross didn't really look good to me either. Yeah. Obviously coming off that injury, didn't play all last <clears> year. But he's still, like, I've seen a lot of, like, media guys turning away from Justin Ross after one week when he hasn't played in, in you know, over over a year. Like, you can't turn on a guy, like, that's that special at that, at that position. So, all those people, uh, I feel like they're, he's going to make them regret what they're saying early about him. And, like, pressure aside, though, DJ looked bad. Like, taking the pressure out of it, DJ didn't look good. The lights seemed too big for him, to be honest. Yeah. Like, like – Neither offense scored a touchdown, but like I found JT, obviously he's been there way longer and has been in the you know played way more games. But I find he just looked better. I found I found DJ DJ kind of looked a little bit panicky to start the game. Oh, Honestly, though, JT Daniels does not have that much more experience. He has experience like prior experience when he was at right. USC before he got hurt and all that. But he hasn't been with his Georgia offense a lot. So right, no, no, no. and now without Pickens, like they're gonna lean on the run game a lot. Um, but he's gonna he's a guy to watch like all throughout the year. You're gonna want to watch Georgia because he's that's gonna be like Tom Brady with the Bucks last year and that offense. They don't look so good at the beginning of the year as the season progresses. I think they're gonna start putting up big time points. Yep. I agree. That was a good game though. That was a fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as fun to watch as a ten three game could be. Yeah. 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 They're in the Patriots Rams Super Bowl. Oh, oh my god don't even get me started on that shit Awful. i was in paris for that it was three in the morning horrible oh man anyways another thing that happened this weekend uh oklahoma beat tulane and uh i don't know I, i'm talking about the heisman here because i don't know everyone said that spencer rattler was going to be the heisman number one as he was he was favored to be the number one heisman candidate i guess he's not anymore through a couple picks but uh you're three i guess it just he threw three mm-hmm. wow Thought he only threw two. Anyways, um, seems like he needs a couple games to get going every every season. Eh? Uh, that, that seems to be the trend now. Well, it's like we talked about last week, man. He he has like the Brett Favre upside where like he'll just dot you up for 450 yards and five touchdowns. But he's going to have his games where he throws picks. To me, like I still like him for the Heisman. I think he's still in the conversation just because of their schedule. But we'll see what happens. I Yeah, not not very impressive from Oklahoma this week. I mean, so not was, impressive from Heisman number two, Sam Howell, too, right? UNC oh, Sam Howell was awful. Sam Howell looked bad. UNC looked horrible. UNC oh, like, like Spencer Rattler had, had, had a bad game, but he's he still there. Sam Howell just was, was awful. Not awful. to toot my own horn, but I said him losing those two backs, Javante and uh, Michael, and then Daz him losing Daz Newsome, it's going to have an effect on them. The play calling was bad. Um, he couldn't get it going at all. So, yeah, they, He's he's gone. He's he's. I don't know. It's gonna be hard for him to revive the revive his season. And speaking of the Heisman, I know you guys are gonna hate me, but I think no, number one did. guy's gotta be Price Young right now. It has to be. Like Bryce, Bryce Young, he 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 looked flawless. He literally looked flawless in that game. He threw. He set the record for most touchdowns in a as an Alabama quarterback in in a, in his first start and passing yards. Like that that says something. He he beat the record set by Mac Jones and by Joe Namath. 
like, hey, man, I, I'm happy, man. I, I, was, I, I wasn't sure because, I mean, I saw Bryce Young play last year. He, he, he was good. He was throwing a lot better receivers than he's throwing to this year. But, like, I mean, hey, uh, I'm excited, man. I, I know you guys are going to hate me for saying it, but. No, not at all. He uh, looked amazing. Like, also, Bryce Young, I feel like he's a guy you just, you just <clears throat> can't hate, man. He, 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 I, don't, I don't think Bryce Young has a big lead on it at the moment, though. I think Desmond Ritter, it's week one. No one has a lead. No, no, no. Oh, I'm, no, saying, no. Like, I'm saying, like, let's just say for whatever reason, like, everybody wants to argue Bryce Young. Desmond Ritter was going pass for pass. Fuck for yeah, baby. Like, Desmond. Desmond Ritter looked fantastic. Yep. Especially in the, the first half, I think he had, like, 245 yards and, like, three touchdowns. You know, yep. he came out, I think, the first drive of the second half, he threw a pick. But still, you know, like, he – Bama he was out. playing Miami, though. But they, but still, that, that counts for his numbers. Like I know it's Miami. Absolutely. But, Absolutely. but Miami, like I said, guys, Miami had three guys suspended, like literally an hour before the game. Yeah. Three starters on defense, or at least two starters on defense. So yeah. like, <clears throat> that makes a difference. I'm not saying Bryce Young didn't look good; he looked great. But Miami, that's not Miami's going to be outside the top 25 after this week. Or are they? Are they still in the top 25? They're still there, I think. Because they lost to number one. But I, I'm telling you, I would not be surprised if. They were outside the top 25 after. Mine, they're there. I don't know about the actual uh, AP. Yeah, I, I don't believe in Miami. I don't. Oh, yeah. Everyone go look at uh, Shaner's new blog. He's going to be posting weekly updates of the College 25. We don't need to hear the CFP rankings. We need to hear the Shaner rankings. Fuck yeah. Those are, those so, are the only ones that matters. <laughs> exactly. com slash blog. Look, let me, let me, I'm going to let you guys in on a little secret. Um, we're currently in contract negotiations with the NCAA to make Shaner's top 25 the only top 25 list that's allowed to be posted on the internet. Um, so stay tuned for that. Hey, listen, I'm the one that writes the articles, but these boys are behind me. So uh, don't let them don't let them talk you into thinking that they don't have anything to do with these articles. It's a group effort. Okay, speaking of quarterbacks, sexy face on it. Yeah, fuck it. Speaking of quarterbacks, though, cool story out of Florida State. Mackenzie Milton. Milton. Yeah, that was a. I didn't. I didn't know much about him before this weekend, to be honest. Really? No, I didn't. I didn't know the story. Oh, he, he was, was part of those UCF teams UCF. that were putting up fifty plus weekly. Yeah. Like yeah, running through the AAC. Non-stop. That was a disgusting injury. Yeah. Oh, One of the oh, worst oh. ones I've ever seen. One of the worst injuries I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, coming back from what doctors said would be a career-ending injury, without a doubt. Said, you could come back. I've never seen anyone do it, and I wouldn't advise you to do it. Came back and looked good. Went four for four on his first drive with a touchdown pass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For the record, Miami dropped to 22. Okay. Where did, where, where did Washington drop? Washington took a little bit of a tumble, boys. Oh, yeah. To 80? Probably. 80 might be too generous. Honestly, wow. Montana might be ranked higher than they are right now. I'm done. I'm done. You guys go on uh, here. Boys, also, uh, speaking about quarterbacks, Dan Mullen said there's not a controversy, but there absolutely needs to be a controversy <clears> in Florida because Emory Jones did not look that good. You hate Emory Jones, don't no, you? No, I like I, – I, I'm a – like, I, he's not Kyle Trask. Kyle Trask is my boy. But <laughs> Emory Jones, I like Emory Jones. I, I was talking about him last week. I like em, Emory Jones. But AR-15 came in. And he lit that shit up. Oh, did up. he? He he came in the game. He came oh my in. god! You didn't see that that one like highlight? No. Bro, he, he he like juked three guys. Whatever hurdled a guy. It was yeah. disgusting. I'm not. He's saying a big dude because, too. I'm not saying this because Emory Jones had a bad game. I'm saying that because AR15 looked amazing. 
Like he came in in the fourth quarter and he was fantastic. Yeah. Like running the ball, he had. I think he had like a, their last touchdown was like a seventy-five yard run from him. Like he burnt burnt guys down the sideline. Like you know, I think they're gonna keep running that two quarterback system, which I hate when college coaches do that because I I don't get it. If you don't have one quarterback that you could trust, to me, you don't really have a quarterback. But you know, we'll see what Dan Mullen. Hopefully, they get it solved by week three. Because week three is Alabama, and if you're running two quarterbacks against Alabama, you're not gonna you're, you have no chance in that game. You're in for a tough time. Yeah, Jayner, we're watching that game together, baby. I will not be <clears> in attendance <throat> for that. <laughs> All right, boys. Randy Edsall's out in Yukon. Oh my! Oh, we're just gonna bring that God. up. Randy <laughs> is out in Yukon. Yeah, man. Kind of came out of nowhere because he said he was retiring and then he was going to finish the year out. And then a couple of days Step later, steps, steps down. Yeah, yeah. That's what the real story is behind It's like, that. step down right fucking now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but, yeah, maybe – I don't know if it's a good thing for the program or not. We'll uh, – I guess we'll find out, uh, see how they do this year. Maybe they can scrap a couple wins away because the way it's looking right now uh, – no wins is, is a possibility. It's in the cards. So Yeah, speaking of losing to FCS teams, you got yeah. fucking Holy Cross. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, but shout out to Holy Cross's head coach. Yeah. Like, they, they put up, like, his track record. He started in, like, D3. Yeah. And he's won everywhere he's gone. Yeah. Like, it's he's, insane. A he's a gamer. Yeah. And he's pretty young, too. I think they said he was, like, 40. Yeah. <clears throat> Damn. But, yeah. No, shout out to Holy Cross. UConn, again. Didn't look great. Jack had a nice touchdown. Beautiful touchdown. Oh, unbelievable throw. One of the best throws of the weekend, I think. Had to be. Oh, yeah. It's it's really just the inconsistency for UConn. Like, uh, a couple drives, they'll look like, you know, a legit CFB team. They belong, you know. They were dominating Holy Cross a couple drives, and then, boom, just flips a switch, and Holy Cross, it looks like the the powerhouse, you know. It doesn't make sense. But uh, if they could clean that stuff up, you know, I think they could have a, a decent season. Uh, yeah, they just got, they just have to find that consistency. To be honest, anyone have anything else? I'm good to go, baby. I mean, uh, not football related, but uh, obviously we have other other sports to get to. KK out, Dvorak in, boys. Oh fuck yeah! Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, to me, Dvorak's a better player <clears throat> at this point in their careers. Not to say that KK doesn't have the potential to be a far better better player, but right now I think the Habs upgraded. Uh, got a first and third for KK, and then flipped the first and second. So basically, you traded Cock and Yemi in a second, you know, for Dvorak. And a third. And, yeah, and a third. So to me, that's an upgrade. But uh, And it was a 2024 second-round pick. So, you know, hopefully by then, uh, Suzuki and Caulfield are in, uh, in full swing in Montreal, and the Habs are uh, still Stanley Cup contenders. But to me, they won that, they won that, uh, that uh, Saturday. I agree. Yeah, I, I love KK, but to me, um, <clears throat> makes no. The, first of all, the Habs couldn't do it. But second of all, I don't care how good he's gonna be. With and I do love him. I do think he has like tremendous upside. But I don't think he's. It, well, it's not even. I don't think he's not worth six point one this year right now. Oh wait, no so, way. And the Habs were strapped, so they're absolutely a great move. You get a proven second line center who's gonna produce. Um, he's good in both ends. Obviously, great, way better than KK on the draws. He's he's yeah. gonna replace Dano. Is what is exactly what Christian Dvorak's gonna yeah. do. And then you know, 
Halen gets a chance. Evans gets a chance. Yeah. You know, Matthew Perot, Cedric Pocket come in. They get a chance to – obviously, these guys are, are not KK level, you know, offensively, but – No one's going to replace Dano. No more. I feel like – yeah, but if well, – KK would have had a harder chance <clears throat> backing up Dano than, uh, than Dvorak does. Yeah. No, I, mean, I think I think he he does replace that no and and provides a team with a little more offensive upside. He's a great guy on the power play. I know that big body gets in front of the net. I think he had uh, like fifteen or eight no eight power play goals and like I saw a stat he was he was solid on the power play this year. Um, so that's huge for us. Uh, I'm excited to see what he can do. I, I think we we had to let go of KK and it's a great replacement. In my, in my also, eyes. Carolina came out and said they're going to use KK on the wing. So obviously yeah. that right there, that means that they don't trust him being a center in the NHL. You know, he's going into year four. Obviously, he's still 21. But if he's going into year four, he's played three years as a center, and you're putting him on the left wing, obviously that, that says something about where he should, he should be playing. Yeah. Or shouldn't be playing. I'm also like, I'm kind of pumped of a second, potential second line of Hoffman, Dvorak, and Gallagher. I think it's. Amazing. Literally, Gallagher, we saw Gallagher in the playoffs last year kind of turn into that defensive player because of, obviously, he was playing with Deneau. Now this gives the chance for Gallagher to still be that 25-goal scorer and Hoffman getting those 30 goals also, you know? Like, what we're, not, we're not sitting here with uh, Jake Evans in between them being like, okay, they haven't scored in uh, 25 games. What's going on? What are we saying? Is Caulfield going to be on the first line? Caulfield's not moving from Suzuki's wing. There's no chance. right there. Well, apparently it's Drew. I'm hearing a lot of things about Drew actually being a part of that one. I keep forgetting we have Drew. Fuck, I love Drew. Yeah. But also it helps because Dvorak and Anderson played together in the OHL. So, you know, you can move. Fuck, we have Josh Anderson, too. Anderson and Dvorak can play together if they need to. You know, they have chemistry, so. Fuck, you might as well just put Carey Price at center at this point. But even like a third line, like a third line of like, like, Palin Anderson and Tafol or Palin Anderson and Tafol or Drouin, whoever's not on the first line, like that's yeah. sick too. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yep. Damn. Quickly before we jump to, I just want to give a little honorable mention, a little shout out. Ben St. Juiced, Washington football team's cornerback three. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's play a fuck ton. Yeah. Oh. He's balled out all camp though. Like there's all he's always getting posted by like Washington football team on Twitter with like a crazy one-handed pick or like whatever. He's played sick all camp. So shout out to the Canadian boy. That's ben. awesome. And th- those fans are excited. Like you watch, <laughs> just go under his tweets and he like, oh, yeah. people like, can't wait yeah. to see you play this year. You're the best slot corner we've had in years. Like he has fan accounts. Like, yeah. yeah. Wild. But yeah. Shout out to him. Anyone else have anything for this week in sports? We'll have so much to talk about next week. It's fucking crazy. Oh, yeah. I'm fired up. But anyways, uh, next week is not this week. And this week, we're moving on to the question of the week. Hey, so week one happens. Pretty much the lead up to that week is a big, uh, big fantasy football draft kind of week. I had I myself had two, uh, one league. All five of the nothing but controversy boys are in. We're in a ten man league. Um, so, I guess uh, our question of the week is gonna be based around that. It's gonna be, what is your plan going into like fantasy drafts, and how did your team end up looking from the draft that we're all in? Cam's, so, Cam's upset. Right? 
Okay. So for people who don't know, so everyone, we play in a <laughs> we play in a keeper league. So how we did it was we just decided to make it a keeper league like after the season ended. So we couldn't like lock in keepers before the draft. So what we did is the um, the player who won our league, i.e. Jack Zergiotis, um, ended up getting the first pick. And player who finished in the last place, i.e. Shaner, got the last pick. And basically from one to 10, in the first round, you have to pick your keeper. So Shane actually had the, basically the first, first round, like the first overall pick. Of and so, everyone who wasn't kept. Right. So basically our first round was the second round with whoever was left that wasn't a keeper. So the way I go into fantasy drafts usually is um, if I have a top four pick, I'm taking the, one of the top four guys. So I feel like the consensus is CMC, Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, Derrick Henry from one to four. That's the, that's the consensus. That's the 83 and four are interchangeable. Fair enough. On that list. Okay. Um, anything after that, I'm taking the best receiver available, especially if we're playing in a PPR league, obviously. Um, if I had five personally, I would take Kelsey because I think he's a guaranteed 15 points a week. Um, there's not a lot of receivers that can do that. Maybe Devonte too. Um, yeah. So I try to complete my starting lineup of two running backs, two receivers and a tight end with a flex before taking a QB. So I take the best player available at every position yeah. until until it's just the kicker and the defense and the QB left, and I'll take my QB. Um, and then I get to try to get a good backup for every position with those positions not going according to the same bye, bye week as, like, the starters. So, like, my quarterback, I'll draft with, like, a – if my quarterback is a bye week on nine, I'll try to draft with a bye week that's not on nine. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so how my team ended up looking for us – so I got lucky and I finished seventh last year. So I had the fourth pick and I had Alvin Kamara already. So that gives me an advantage because I have a top, top three guy and I'm picking him at seven. So I ended up taking Kamara. And then I took Tyreek, Tyreek Hill at 14. Uh, and then I was able to get AJ Brown. And then I got David Montgomery, Tyler Lockett, TJ Hawkinson, and I ended up getting Tom Brady with my seventh pick, I guess that is, seventh. So, like I said, with my strategy, like, you might not get the best quarterback available, but Tom Brady is a guy that can get you a crazy amount of fantasy points. Um, projections mean nothing. Projections have me doing well, but other than that, I have Joe Burrow on my bench. I have a, I have a, I have a sneaky Brandon Cooks. On my bench as well. He might end up going. He might end up being a starter by the end, of like by the end of week like three. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I think my team ended up looking good. I think I've got a good shot. I think I have a better team than last year for sure. Barring injuries, I think I should be okay. Uh, my strategy going into fantasy football um, has always been running back heavy, because I think there's so many good receivers in the NFL that you can get in the later rounds that you got to go running back heavy, right? Because there's even RB1s that aren't worthy of a, you know you know what I mean? Like there's RB1s that split so many touches. So there's only a select few guys that are true RB1s. Uh, so that that's always been my strategy, running back heavy. And then if someone falls to you, like I'll, I'll explain someone fell to me, I think, uh, in this draft. So you just had to scoop them up. But 
Uh, I got lucky. Last year, I had the number one overall pick. Okay. Took CMC. Obviously, was unlucky last year. That's a lie. You had number two last year. Oh, I did have number two. Shane took Saquon at one. Wow. (laughs) I would do it again. That is true. Well, that that didn't work for Shane or I last year. Um, But, yeah, so I had two last year. Grab CMC. He's obviously my keeper this year. Um, And then I picked eighth, I believe. Yeah, I picked eighth. Um, So I was able to scoop my boy, Jonathan Taylor, at eight. So right off the bat, I have Christian McCaffrey and Jonathan Taylor. I think that's up for debate for one of the best duos in our league. It is. Um, And then after that, this is where I feel like someone fell into my lap. Um, So I was able to scoop the, in my opinion, second best tight end uh, in the NFL, Darren Waller. Okay, so I I was super pumped with that. Um, And I say fantasy tight end. Actual tight end, I would take George Kittle over Darren Waller. I just want to say that trade discussions are still ongoing. Yeah, so I was about to to allude to that. For the record. Uh, I was about to allude to that. But then right after that, jumped in, grabbed another running back. So right now I have running back one, running back two, and my flex all taken care of in the first four rounds. Uh, I was able to scoop DeAndre Swift who's someone I'm pretty high on this year considering the lack of receivers in Detroit um, and, you know, just having Jared Goff at Q. I'm pretty confident in DeAndre Swift, to be honest. Uh, And then filled out my receivers with Robert Woods and Adam Thielen. I think for round five and six guys, those are pretty big steals. Uh, So I was pumped about that. And then my bench is where I get excited uh, because I I think I was able to secure a running back one on my bench as my RB4 in Damian Harris. Obviously, that's going to be some split touches, but with Sonny Michelle gone uh, and whatnot, I'm pumped to have Damian Harris. My last pick of the draft was Chubba Hubbard, just strictly based on the fact that I have CMC, just as a, you know, a security blanket. We'll call it a handcuff. Um, and then I have three guys I'm super high on this year. First being Odell. Odell is Odell. He's coming home. Odell is Odell. Shane thinks he's getting them. We'll talk later. Uh, second guy. A wide receiver one in New York, Corey Davis. Very excited with that as well. And then finally, um, my biggest sleeper of the draft, not to uh, allude to our top five or anything, but or one of them we'll call it, uh, is Russell Gage in Atlanta. I mean, we saw what happened with Calvin Ridley last year. Matt Ryan throwing to attacking the second best corner on a team is a problem. I'm not saying Russell Gage is – what's that, Liam? I, like I, I, I think this is like a really like uh, like a lot of people think about this a lot, but I, I searched it up and stuff. Calvin really was going going up against the best corner every week almost. Julio Jones is getting covered by the second best guy, so I'm excited to see what he can do this this year. Obviously, I drafted him, but uh, sorry, I just wanted to to say that because like a lot of people just think that he was playing the best second best corner every week and he put up a crazy year. Like that's why he had a crazy year, but I think, you know that could. No, I, th- I think Calvin really is an absolutely yeah, yeah. fascinating receiver. Yeah, and I'm not no. saying Russell Gage is going to put up Calvin Ridley no. numbers from last year, but even the yeah. addition of Kyle Pitts, who's going to take up, you know, mm-hmm. a, a guy, whether it's the say, I don't know who the fuck you can put on Kyle Pitts. You can't put a linebacker on him. You can't put a DB on him. Fuck. You can't put anybody on him. Literally. But I'm excited for Russell Gage. Um, and then uh, finished off my bench with, again, a pretty good tight end in Noah Fant. I'm excited for him as well. Uh, and then at quarterback. This is where I'm a bit concerned, but the more I'm reading up on him, the more I'm looking at matchups, I'm excited to have Jalen Hurts as my QB 
uh, my fantasy QB. I don't know if I would want him leading my, my NFL team, but I'm excited to have him as my fantasy QB. And then just, just to quickly go off into one of my other leagues, I actually drafted. So I had Derrick Henry. I got him at four. Okay. And then on the way back, I got Darren Waller. And then on the way back after that, I picked up George Kittle. So I just, I just went tight end heavy. I got two of the top three tight ends. And now Kittle is bringing me in gold in terms of trade bait. That's yeah, the thing is if you load up like tight ends, you know, as much as there's good tight ends in the league of fantasy wise, there's not that many guys that like those two guys, you could win weeks. Like yeah. you're automatic. You put them at the tight end position. Aside from Kelsey, you're winning your week with those guys at tight end. Absolutely. So now, now you put one at flex. Let's just say you kept them both. Right. But one guy at tight end, one guy at flex. Odds are you're winning flex, that flex matchup also. That's right. two of whatever, how many starting exactly. things you got is already a win. And this is a 12-man league. And I'm going to read you my lineup, and I think it's pretty fucking solid. I have Matt Stafford at Q, Derek Henry at RB1, DeAndre Swift at RB2, Robert Woods at wide receiver one. And then I have my, my running backs are, or my receivers are up in the air. I have Corey Davis, Devontae Smith, Russell Gage, or Curtis Samuel. I'm high on Curtis Samuel this year too. Mm. Um, and then tight end Darren Waller flex George Kittle. Like that's pretty, <laughs> for a 12 man league. I'm, I'm pretty pumped with that. that was, uh, but that, that's the only time I went away from my strategy of, of RB heavy. I, I just decided to load up on tight ends, maybe use it as trade bait, maybe just have Kittle as a flex. But uh, it worked out pretty well. Yeah, no. Similarly to Dawson, I like going RB heavy as well, especially guys who can, you know, play three down um, and don't split too much time. Um, but I always have, I always have a, a plan, and it usually gets thrown out the window <laughs> after fucking round six or seven. And now I'm just looking for guys that I think have, like, great upside. Um, but I'm happy with how the draft went. Uh, obviously, I kept Derrick Henry. Uh, picked up Calvin Ridley, Ridley with my first pick. Uh, took JT. I was about to snag JT, and then I was like, never mind. I'm going to go receiver here. Yeah, so the, I'm high on Antonio Gibson. I'm happy I was able to get him at three. Um, then I was able to add guys like Amari Cooper and Cooper Cup uh, later on in the draft, which I think are top 20, both top 20 receivers in, in fantasy football. So I'm high on that. Um, I was really trying to get a pick up a tight end, but things just didn't fall my way. But I did land Kyle Pitts. I, I don't know. I don't know. The, the, projection, the, projection the projections are so are low. But the projections are Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I, the only reason I didn't want to take him was because I already have Calvin Ridley. So I like taking each like touches away from each other. <laughs> and then I was a little like, like just not like I didn't like having Stafford and Cup, but I think uh, Stafford's going to put up numbers this year. And I, I'm not worried about that one. Um, when it comes to the bench, obviously I picked up Chase Edmonds from Arizona, which I'm super high on as well. Uh, I know he's going to be splitting touches with uh, Connor, obviously, but I don't know. I could see him taking over a little bit. And he's, he's, another, he's a pa another pass catcher. So that goes a long way when it comes to fantasy, especially for the running back position. Uh, picked up another running back, Trey Sermon. Uh, obviously he's splitting time with Raheem Mostert, but I think uh, San Fran's high on him and he'll get – you know, a fair share of touches. Mostert was some, uh, not Mostert. Sermon was someone I wanted in all my leagues. Yeah. I, was, I really liked him and I didn't get him in any of my so, league. So that's the thing with like, when we had that draft special, uh, we talked about who we thought was the best, one of the best picks in the draft. And Trey Sermon was the guy I said, yeah. but the thing with the fact that Mostert is still a, like such a good fantasy running back, 
Yeah. And I feel like, like that's why I kind of stayed away from Sermon. But like Dawson said, I want him. But like it was only like I was going to take him with my last pick and he was gone by the time yeah. I took him. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's kind of how it played out for me. Like there was, a, I had a pick, I don't know, probably nine or 10 where I was just like, ah, I, don't, I don't really like anyone here except for Trey Sermon. So I went and, went and took him. But another guy got late who I think like could be, could be, could help me out and maybe be an X factor in this league is Antonio Brown. Uh, I saw, I saw a thing. He, he was top 20 in, in, uh, in uh, fantasy points per game last year. Um, so I know he didn't go crazy. Like uh, he had, a, didn't he know he didn't play a lot of games, right? He only had like a, I think he only played like maybe 10, but uh, yeah, exactly. So I don't know. And he, I think he's going to be seeing the ball a lot, even though they have Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. Like we saw Mike Evans, obviously he's a touchdown machine, but he wasn't putting up uh, 10, 12 catches a game. So they'll, they'll spread the ball out there. And I think he could be a, you know, a little X factor. And then my last three receivers were all guys that I'm just, I just love as football players. Um, but one of them is a huge X factor. I don't, this, this player, he's a starting X receiver uh, on the Las Vegas Raiders. His name is Brian Edwards. Um, he's starting now. So I'm, I'm expecting him to have a lot of targets, a lot of looks this year. And dude, any receiver who has 10 to 12 targets ends up with eight and nine catches are going to have a strong fantasy week. And, you know, he's one of those guys who, who can do that this year legitimately. So we'll see, we'll see what's up with that. I think he can win some leagues this year, especially if uh, he does put up those numbers, obviously. But, um, and the last two guys picked up Darnell Mooney and Michael Pittman, just two receivers who I think are poised to have, you know, good sophomore, sophomore years. And, uh, yeah, I just took them out of respect. I just love those guys, you know. But, uh, yeah, so obviously the strategy kind of flew out the window uh, late in the draft. But uh, I'm, I'm overall happy with my team. I think uh, – I think we'll be better than what the uh, NFL fantasy projections uh, told me. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Well, uh, I'm not going to lie. I don't really have a strategy ahead of fantasy draft. <laughs> I, I kind of – no, but, like, I, I feel like I know football pretty well, so I'm not too worried. I don't like to overanalyze it because that's, that's what I did last year. And uh, I had weeks where I put up 150, and I had weeks where I put up 70 points, so – uh, I just went in with, like, there's a few guys that I want. Waller was one of them. Um, so, congrats, Dawson. I had him last year. He did win me a few weeks. So, no complaints. But, um, yeah, I feel like it went pretty well. I'm projected to finish uh, tied for fifth and go 500. So, even that's a big improvement on last year. We don't have to talk about my record. Um, but, yeah, uh, yeah, not much to say here. I did get Kyler pretty early. I, I told myself I wanted to go quarterback pretty early. And I got Kyler, so I'm happy about that. Um, I did keep D-Hop, though, so that scares me big time, big time, having your number one receiver and your Q being on the same team. But nonetheless, we'll see what happens. Um, at running back, since I kept D-Hop, I was picking at three, um, obviously without the guys that were kept. Uh, yeah, so there was a lot of running backs kept. So Zeke was, in my opinion, the best available. It was him or Eckler. Uh, we'll see what happens there. I'm I'm a little bit scared, but I also got Josh Jacobs. So I have Jacobs, Zeke, D Hop, and Justin Jefferson as my my starting four guy. Those are my big four with Kyler. I'm pretty happy about that. I went tight end pretty early because I saw them flying off the board, and Mark Andrews ended up being my guy. Loved him at Oklahoma. Not gonna lie, as a fantasy tight end, as high as I drafted him, scares the shit out of me. Um, so I'm on the market. Uh, at flex right now, 
have Curtis Samuel, who, like you said, Dawson, I'm excited. Um, but not too sure what's going to happen with my team this year. I'm a little nervous. I loaded up at receiver like crazy. Um, my bench has Chase Claypool, me, Cole Hardman, Jerry Judy, Corlin Sutton, and Jalen Waddle. So going to be a steady, a steady, healthy flow of receivers coming in this year. So uh, we've been doing this league for three years, and all three years I have had the first overall pick. So my strategy is basically to drift, just draft the worst team ever and hope I get that number one overall <laughs> pick, apparently at this rate. But uh, actually, I'm in, I'm in two leagues. and I only, I've been playing fantasy football for like seven to eight years. And only last year did I develop a strategy. Like Cam said, he had no strategy. And for the first seven years of playing fantasy football, I had none, and it got me nowhere. So last year in my second league, I played two leagues. I, uh, I decided to go RB heavy for the first time. And I went to the championship game. So now my strategy is to go RB heavy. Um, I wouldn't say my team's that great. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, but I did go, like you guys said, I had Saquon as my keeper. And I did go, uh, I think in the first three or four rounds, I went with two RBs right there. So that brought me to three. Uh, I also snagged Russell Wilson. I wanted, I wanted Kyler and Cam, uh, Cam took him right before me. So couldn't uh, couldn't snag Kyler. So yeah, I wasn't happy about that one either. Yeah, could I had to snag the the second best option in my opinion at that point in the draft. So Russell Wilson's my quarterback. Uh, running back wise, I got three running backs in my starting lineup. I went uh, obviously Saquon. I went Chris Carson from Seattle. So I don't know. Like Cam kind of said, I know RB and wide receiver is different, but if the offense isn't going, I'm kind of screwed there with uh, Carson and and Russ. But how often does the Seattle offense not really get going? So that's that was my mindset. And then I went Miles Sanders. Cam's boy. I don't know why, but every year Miles Sanders has been in the league. I've had him on my fantasy team. He's just one of those guys that uh, I always uh, I always take. Uh, at one, technically, well, one, technically the second round, I went Stephon Diggs. He was the best receiver available in a PPR league. I think he led the league in receptions last year. So, you know, that's uh, – what is it? Is it one point or 0.5 points in our league? A point, yeah. A point, you know. So, if he gets me 100 and, uh, 130 catches, let's say, throughout the year, that's 130 extra points for me. Also, up for grabs as per uh, Dawson because me and Dawson are deep into trade talks. Terry McLaurin, my number two receiver. Him, too. Always seem to have him. I think Cam had him last year, and I made a trade yeah. for him halfway through the year. Yep. Um. Him and, him and Miles Sanders, always two guys. My tight ends, I waited too long. I'm not going to lie. Darren Waller was my target. Dawson screwed me over. And then as soon as Darren Waller went off the board, everybody went tight end. Yeah. And by the time it got back to me, it was, there was no point in taking a tight end at that point. So my starting tight end is Mike Kosicki. Listen, he had a good year last year. Will he finish in the top 10? Maybe. But that's why uh, me and Dawson are talking about Darren Waller. I will not stop annoying him about Darren Waller until Darren Waller is on my team. I also took Dawson's boy as my second quarterback, Carson Wentz. I have faith. Like I've said, MVP Carson's back. And he's going to put on a show. So if Russ ever gets hurt or Russ starts shitting the bed like he does normally in the second half of the year, I have my faith in Carson. And then I went, I went a little bit wide receiver health like heavy for my bench. I went Brandon Ayuk, Robbie Anderson, who will probably be starting. I wanted both of them. About 95% of my, my season. 
And then I had to bring him home. Kenny Galladay. I took him because I knew someone was going to take him in the next round. He wasn't the best receiver available at that point, but I knew someone was going to take him the next round. He wasn't going to get to me. My tight ends, like I said, they're, they're a weak spot. My number two is Cole Komet from, from the Bears. I don't know. I don't know about that one. I'm a little nervous about that one. <laughs> uh, I don't like that one too much, but uh, hey, listen, you got to do what you got to do. You never know what tight ends could do. And uh, my last pick in the draft, uh, Dawson kind of talked about him before, Sony Michelle. You know, as much as Daryl Henderson's supposed to start, Sony Michelle's a, a Georgia boy, and we've seen what, uh, what Sean McVay could do with a Georgia running back. So I decided to take him. We also saw what Sony Michelle did in his rookie year. So I'm hoping. Uh, I'm hoping he pops back to that uh, to that forum. So, Sony Michelle with the last pick in the draft, actually, he was the pick. I think, bias aside, I think the five of us might have the five best teams in that league. Also, also, speaking of fantasy, if you auto-draft, you're an absolute fucking loser. Kind of upset that the, our winner from last year auto-drafted. I'm very upset. I understand circumstance, circumstances are different for everyone, but it was a little bit disappointing. But he was there to pick his first player and then left. Like, why? I might try that in a league. Just see where it gets me. Very, I, I hate auto draft. Last time I auto drafted, my team went to the championship. I lost, but I went to the championship. I hate auto drafted, man. Auto drafting pisses me off so me much. Too. So next time we have this, this is not auto drafters. Yeah, well, that's it. There's there's a guy who just needed a filler, and I was like, all right, I'll do it. You know, just let me know when the draft is. And of course, it was like one night I was going out. So I think I did make like two, like two or three picks, and then I was just like, I can't do this anymore. Auto drafted the rest of my squad, and then went to the championship. So. Yeah, like literally, like I, I, I can't deal with not being able to control my team. Like literally, if I, if I for some reason could not do a fantasy draft, I would literally text one of you guys and say, "Can you do it for me?" Yeah, I trust you guys enough. I trust you guys more than fucking NFLfantasy.com. I can't yeah. do it. One of us was draft, like one of the people was auto drafting, and I think they took Justin Tucker in like the ninth round. That's the thing. They yeah. fill out the roster. I know, bro. I can't do. I can't deal with that shit. Yeah. But like, no. They they took like defense in like the eighth round. Like it That's was fine. The and then we all took defenses in like round fifteen. Like yeah. I ne- my last two picks without fail are kicker and defense. I never go early. Never go early. I didn't even. I didn't even draft a kicker. Neither did Neither I. Did I still don't have a kicker on the squad. I'm waiting. I'm waiting it out. I had. I draft. I made a mistake. Huge mistake. Forgot that Will Lutz was out. Lutz. Lutz. And took uh, I took him, but then I had to drop him. Obviously, I took uh, Jason. I picked up Jason Sanders. Off, you off just wanted Will Lutz because you know I would trade you fucking Alvin Kamara. I always take. He's also a guy. I I always take Will Lutz because I know he's almost automatic. I don't even. I don't even know who my kicker. Is. Oh, I got a good kicker, Harrison Bucker. I'll take that. And then 49ers D. I have the I'll Giants defense. I had the Browns. Didn't realize they were playing the Chiefs. Had to drop them. Picked up the Giants because. Uh, not for nothing, the Giants kind of have a nasty defense. I'm surprised no one took the Giants' defense. I kind of predicted uh, the defense, like the defense is starting to go. So I went ahead because I was right there and I didn't really have any needs. So I went Bucks D. I'm excited for that. They returned all their starters, as we know. So I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. So we finished our fantasy drafts and now we're finished this segment. All right. So let's go into the next one. Our bold prediction of the week. Welcome back to episode 39. And now we're in our bold prediction of the week. 
And let me tell you, once football season was done, coming up with these bold predictions and lock of the weeks were tough. They, they, they got increasingly more tough. Oh, yeah. So now the football is back. Get ready for a whole new breed. I think I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be flooded with bold predictions. But I'm going to keep one nice and short this week. Might not be that bold, but it is somewhat bold, I'd say. In week one, a quarterback will throw for over 400 yards. It's not that bold. It's bold enough, I'd say. Okay, let's make it bold and say two separate quarterbacks will throw for over 400 yards. All right. Well, I know I just gave you shit, but I don't know how my bold mine will be either. But uh, this week, the unanimous, I would say, best team in the NFL, the Kansas City Chiefs, not your Super Bowl champions, will lose to the Cleveland Browns by 10 plus. Wow. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I was going to, I was just going to say lose. I was just going to say lose to the Browns, but then I added the 10 plus. Fuck it. Awesome survivor pick this week. Yeah, no. <laughs> Talk about survivor after, but no, I have the, I have the Browns going into Kansas city or the, I don't know who's at home, but Browns by 10 plus. Love it. Love it. I'm going to keep it bold as well. Uh, I'm going to take a step away from NFL real quick, just because uh, one of my bold predictions earlier was uh, during the MLB All-Star break, I said the, uh, the Blue Jays would come back and, you know, uh, make the playoffs. And that's going to begin here this week. Um, the Blue Jays have some hot bats going right now, putting up uh, eight or more runs in the last three games. Uh, my bold prediction is that the Toronto Blue Jays will sweep the New York Yankees this week. And uh, really begin that push for the wildcard spot. Well, we're back to, to Cam's fucking uh, Cam's mic here. <laughs> yeah, pass it on. <laughs> All right, Cam. All right, I'm going pretty bold this week, boys. But like I said before, I drafted Kyler. I well, I kept D Hop. The Cardinals are playing the Titans this week. They're gonna win by one touchdown minimum. They're gonna win by seven plus. I like it. I think they're on the road too, so not. It's bold. Fuck the Titans. Honestly, the more I think about it, the more I don't know if my mine is actually that bold. But the Urban Meyer, Trevor Lawrence era in Jacksonville is now underway, and they are playing the worst team in football, the Houston Texans. Houston's gonna win. Houston's going to be 1-0. and Houston will be above 500. Wow. For maybe the only time in the next, like, three seasons. Damn. That's pretty bold. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. Just so you guys know, let me, let me give you a little context here as to why we're having a few technical difficulties. And sound is coming out of Cam's microphone when Liam's talking. The boys ditched me. They left me back here in Montreal. They went back to school. They're all living together, fuck. Cam and Cam and Liam live in a fucking mansion now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, they, but a mansion without Wi-Fi. Yeah. Uh, so they're all crashing in Matt and Shane's pad. And uh, it, it, it's close quarters there. It, it's tight. And I'm just tight, here yeah. by myself. You want me to prove it to you? Here comes Matt. Into everyone's screen. Into Liam's screen, Matt featuring Liam. Matt, go take Cam a visit. 
Hey. <laughs> I just want to see him barge through Shane's door. No, he went back to his room. Ah. Oh, here he comes. Oh, there he is. <laughs> hey, there he is. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That is our clip of the week. <laughs> All right. Come see me, Matt. Imagine that would be sick. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, that's our bold predictions of the week, Matt. What do we got next? Oh man, we have a segment we haven't done since Super Bowl week. That's our game of the week. Woo! All right, so we had a couple options here, but we decided that the game of the week would be the AFC Championship from last year. Divisional round. Divisional round. Was it divisional? Yeah, because the Bills played the Chiefs in championship. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, you might be right. Pretty anyway, sure. Bills beat the Ravens. Yeah. To yeah, go right. ahead, the Chiefs had beat um, the the Chiefs beat the Browns. Yeah, you're right. And it was the AFC Championship. I could be wrong, but I think so. I think you're right. Oh yeah, because Patrick Mahomes got hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And right. They didn't know if he was gonna start. All right. So it's the Cleveland Browns at the Kansas City Chiefs. Excuse my. Uh, not knowing this, I'm quite a few beers deep. Um, so for game of the week this year, we're going to change it up and we're going to make sure to throw in our prediction for the score. And I know Cam is usually the big X factor guy, but we're all going to throw in an X factor this year. I love that. Along with our thoughts. All right. So for the score, I have the Kansas city chiefs winning 31 to 21. Okay. With the X factor being the Chiefs O-line. We saw on full display. We saw on full display why O-line is such an important part of an offense. Last year in the Super Bowl when the Chiefs O-line just absolutely fell apart. And Patrick Mahomes scrambled for over what? 397 yards? Did he run? 398 yards, I believe. That's crazy. Um, so another thing worth saying, obviously the Browns haven't been this good in a while, but they are o fifteen 15 and one in their last 16 week ones. They have not won a week one game in 16 years. I believe that streak continues this week. Look, let's cut the shit. My bold prediction was a load of horse shit. They're not actually, the Browns are winning this game. But it is going to be close. Um, my score prediction. I think it's going to be not that high scoring, to be honest. I really like the Browns' defense. Um, so I, I have the final score being 24-21 Chiefs. Okay. The X factor in the game for me was also that Chiefs O-line. Because not for nothing, it, it could potentially be a top three O-line right now. Uh, but it's just a bunch of pieces that have never played together. Uh, and it just, like Matt said, shows how important, um, you know, the, based on last year's Super Bowl, how bad that O-line was and how much it affects Patrick Mahomes and that Chiefs offense. Um, but I'll throw in another X factor here. If the Chiefs win this game, it's no secret they have a fantastic running game. Um, but I want to see that passing game get going. I want to see DPJ get going. I want to see Odell. I, I don't know if it's been confirmed if Odell's playing or not. But uh, I want to see Odell get going. So if if Cleveland wants to win this game, they have to establish a great passing game. So 
But I have Kansas City, 24-21. Love it. Um, similar to Dawson, I, I don't think it's going to be a, a shootout per se, but I'm still going to say that the score is going to end up being 28-21 to for Kansas City. But I could really see this game going either way. Um, my X factor is the Browns' defense. I think the Browns' offense can hang. They can hang. I think they have the, the weapons, the ground game. And if that, if that passing game gets going, that's a, it's a scary offense. And if that Browns defense can step up and, you know, hold the Chiefs to, you know, a, a quiet day, I'm not, I'm not going to say they're completely going to shut them down. Uh, it could be a, a very close game. And, you know, they could even maybe win that game. Um, but, yeah, I still, I'm still going with the Chiefs, 28-21, um, being the X factor being the Browns defense. Uh, yeah, for me, um, the final score last year in the playoffs, 31-26 in favor of the Chiefs. This year, I'm going to go very similar score, 31-27 for Kansas City. Um, obviously, the Browns uh, improved their defense, but I still think the Chiefs are going to put up points on anyone and everyone this year. Uh, that That's not a secret for me at all. But if the Chiefs want to win this game, it's, it's going to be close, I think. Um, it's going to be the Baker and o OBJ connection. That That's my X factor this week. Um, even with Stefanski last year, early in the season, they tried to force feed OBJ and yeah, he's a guy that you can do that too, but it also handicaps your offense if you're doing it too much. And we saw that a lot with the Browns two years ago. Um, but last year without OBJ, we saw them lean on the run game big time. Obviously Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, uh, one the best running back tandem in the NFL right now, probably. So yeah, I, th I think they got to lean on the run. Kansas City's going to put up a lot of points though. So I, I think the only way for, Cleveland to say in this game is to also put up points. Me and Cam have some uh, very similar thoughts. Uh, I have the same score, 31-27 for the Browns. Woo! Wow. X Factor being the Browns' run game, I think they have to kind of slow down the game. Uh, you know, obviously it doesn't seem that slow if, I'm, if they're putting up that many points. But slow down the game with Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Make sure – you know, Mahomes gets the ball as least amount of po times possible. Because if you keep giving the ball right back to Mahomes, he's going to keep scoring. So, you know, kind, try and kind of kill kill the clock as much as you can on, on those long drives. Uh, you know, get, you know, 9, 10, 11 play drives going. Even if you don't score, you kick field goals, you end up kicking field goals. At least you took that time off the clock. Because uh, if you get, like I said, if you give the ball, the ball back to Mahomes with uh, – you know, even a minute left in the second quarter, there's a chance he's driving down the field and he's putting the points up for you, on you. So, you know, kill the clock with the run game. Uh, rely heavily on Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. There's a reason you built that backfield. There's a reason you built that O-line. Uh, that's, that's my X factor. You got to lean on them. I like All right. That. Well, that was our predictions and our X factors for our game of the week. Our first game of the week, our week one game of the week. So... Let us know maybe in the comments what your predictions are for this game. And uh, if you're right, well, we'll give you a little shout out next time on the episode. So let's head into our next segment, a segment that everyone knows and loves. A segment we like to call Think Fast. Uh, welcome back to episode 39 once again. And... I am back to being the host of Think Fast. This or that host, Cam, last week, 
you did a fantastic job. You got to give it respect. But uh, I am back and I have seven questions for you guys. Six sports questions. Whoa, 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 whoa. The Baltimore Ravens signed Le'Veon Bell. Oh, man. That's a fantasy pickup. That, uh, that changes my top five, kind of, but whatever. I'll that also changes my top five. Whatever. I won't change it. I'll just uh, pretend I didn't hear that. All right. So I have six serious questions and one kind of fun question. We love the fun questions. We do love them. Okay. My first question. Before we go for the second week in a row, I don't have an eraser. Oh, I just have my napkin. Give me a second. Okay. All right, fans. Well, this is what happens when we move or you guys leave me. You guys are unorganized. Disorganized. What? Unorganized is fully a word. I promise you unorganized is a word. Okay. I'm going to crack the dictionary. I'm back. Okay. The question is, who will be the best fantasy quarterback of 2021. Five, four, three, two, one. I have Jameis crossed out with Mahomes. Uh, LBS has Mahomes. Cam and Shaner both have Kyler, and Dawson has Josh Allen. So, very uh, very boring pick from my part, but, you know, I, I think it's, 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 it's pretty easy to say. Patrick Mahomes is the most, is, is the most electrifying player in, in the NFL. Guy could throw for 400 yards with a snap of his fingers. It's ridiculous. He could throw for five touchdowns a game. So, uh... I think if you have a guy like that, he's probably going to be the best fantasy quarterback. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I rolled with Patty for the same reason as well. Um, he just has that, that game-breaker potential every week. Um, you know, he could throw for 400 on any week, throw multiple touchdowns any week. And I have a feeling it's going to happen often this year. So that's why I went with him. I went with Josh Allen. But before I do that, um, unlike Matt, I don't cut people off. I wait my turn. Uh, so I actually just looked up the definition of organized versus unorganized versus disorganized. Uh, and the Oxford Dictionary states uh, that, the, sorry, the Oxford Dictionary defines organize as give an orderly structure to systemat, systematize, systematize. Therefore, unorganized means the opposite, not organized or not orderly. So unorganized is fully a word. Oh. Now, I went with Josh Allen uh, because Josh Allen was a fantastic fantasy quarterback last year uh, with Stephon Diggs. Had the best receiver in the NFL last year. Yes, Matthew. He was number one. Yes, he was number one. Yeah. Um, and people forget that Josh Allen is sneaky athletic. The guy's got wheels. I'm not, not saying he's sneaky, like... bro. He's not even sneaky. He's disgusting. I know. Didn't but he not... the Bills in rushing yards last year? Uh, he very well could have. Probably. I'm not no, saying he's he athletic. Did. He I'm not did. saying he's – Kyler or Lamar, but uh, no, Josh Allen's athletic. So he's I have him as my also favorite. a 6'5 monster that when he drops his shoulder, he's running over you. Yeah, he's also a fullback. 
<laughs> yeah, I went with Kyler just because I drafted him, and I do think he has a serious shot. So a little bit of bias and a little bit of thoughts, but yeah. Uh, I went with Kyler just simply. I don't like the running back room. James Conner, Chase Edmonds, kind of two guys. To me, two RB2 guys uh, in an offense. But that receiving core, you know, D-Hop, uh, A.J. Green, as much as he's not the A.J. Green of old, is still A.J. Green. Uh, Rondell Moore, who they drafted in the second round. Don't forget Christian Kirk. He went Christian crazy Kirk. last time. Yeah, Christian Kirk. Uh, I think is Andy Isabella still there? Yeah. Yeah, he's still you know, there. He, you know, as much as I hate him, as much he could get open on those those like slants, those quick routes, catch the ball and turn up field. So I feel like they're going to be throwing a lot based on Connor and uh, and Edmonds not being able to carry the load for me. So we'll see. Why do you hate Andy Isabella? Uh, I think I had <laughs> Kyler Murray last year in fantasy, and Andy Isabella dropped the ball like four times. Ah, noted. Fair enough. It's not an actual hate. It's just I was a little frustrated that game. Okay, question two. Who will be the best fantasy running back of 2021? Five, four, three, two, one. All right. So we got CMC from Cam, LBS, and Dawson. We got Eckler and Henry from Shaner. And we got Dalvin Cook from myself. Uh, listen, if I had the first overall pick, I'd probably take CMC. But I had the number two overall pick in my other league. And I got Dalvin Cook. So, like Cam said, huge bias. But I think if there's anyone who's going to be closest to having a chance at beating CMC for that top spot, it's got to be him. He probably would have had it last year if he wasn't out for two games, and that's why Kamara won the Fantasy Player of the Year. But, uh, yeah, Dalvin Cook, baby. Show me something, baby. Fuck. TMC. That's the answer. He's the number one pick for a reason. Fair enough. Catch the, ball the, catch the ball out of the backfield. Sorry. Um, yeah, I mean, he's the number one pick for a reason in my eyes. If we're talking strictly running, then I'd give it to Derrick Henry because he's the best running back in the NFL. But we're talking what Christian McCaffrey can do out of the backfield in the passing game. I think he's got to be fantasy-wise the best running back available. Yeah, yeah I agree. Um, obviously, the, the pass catching for running backs is so valuable in fantasy, and I think he's going to get a lot of targets this year and a lot of opportunities to run the ball as well, especially with uh, their new quarterback, Sam Darnold. We'll see what's, what's good with that, but I expect him to carry the load this year. I have nothing to add. It's, it's going to be CMC. It, 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 to me right now, it's going to be CMC. All right, so as you saw, I had, I had two running backs on my board. Uh, Derrick Henry was non-PPR. Uh, if, if you're in a non-PPR league, I think Derrick Henry is going to be the number one fantasy running back. Uh, and then for PPR, I went Eckler. Uh, based on, you know, you guys, you guys went Cook and CMC, which are, you know, not to say the easy answer, but – the answer that probably everybody would say. Uh, just CMC injuries for me. Obviously, you know, I know Eckler missed all of last year with injuries, but CMC, it seems to be, you know, every year he misses for whatever reason, three or four games. And Dalvin Cook, too. Dalvin Cook, too, is a kind of injury. Obviously, he tore his ACL one year. That I don't think he ever recovered from fully last year. Maybe I hope everybody stays healthy, but 
just to me, I feel like Justin Herbert, kind of young quarterback in a new system, is going to rely heavily on his running back. So uh, I went off the board. I went with Eckler. Okay. Hmm. Well, I guess we're kind of seeing a theme here, but this is going to be my last of the best questions. In you don't want to know who I think the best fantasy kicker will be? I mean, I think you're going to say it's young way, but uh, – oh, oh, Rodrigo? Okay, whatever. Um, yeah, so last, like – Position-wise, fantasy question. Who will be the best receiver in fantasy football in 2021? Five, four, three, two, one. I have Adams. Shaner and Dawson have Diggs. Uh, Cam has Adams as well. And LBS has Calvin Ridley. I have Devontae Adams. Um, because he single-handedly beat us in our own league last year. Um, Jack Zergiotis, a fan of the show, a uh, person who's been on the show, uh, won our league. And uh, he had Devontae Adams as his keeper. Basically went crazy, and I see a lot of the same this year. So, uh, yeah. I mean, if I had any other answer, it'd probably be Tyreek, because I have Tyreek in one of my leagues. I'm fired up about that, because I've never had Tyreek Hill on my team. And he always seems to kill me whenever I play him. So, uh, yeah. Cam, why do you have uh, Mr. Devontae? Uh, nothing crazy. I just think it's it's all reliable, him and him and Aaron Rodgers. Like, I love Josh Allen, and I, I do think he'll be a star quarterback for a long time. But he has one tremendous year under his belt. I don't know. Like, we don't know if there's going to be that exact same production next year. Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, that offense didn't really add much in terms of receivers. If they, I don't think they added any receivers. So Randall Cobb. They also added uh, kid, the guy from Clemson. Yeah, right. Murray Rodgers. But, yeah, yeah. but again, like <clears throat> they didn't add any. Devontae Adams has always had that kind of production behind him. I'm, I, he's still cl- far and away the number one target on that team. Um, and their division is pretty shit. So. I think he's going up against a lot of a lot of subpar number one corners, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, I think you can say Diggs for the exact same reason, right? Not like far and away the number one receiver. Obviously, Gabe Davis is there too, Cole Beasley, but I wouldn't be surprised if Stephon Diggs caught fucking three hundred balls this year. You know what I mean? Like he's he's just that guy. He's gonna he's gonna get you your hundred plus catches, and in a PPR league, that's that's everything. I'm not not saying Devonte won't. But uh, just based on what we saw last year, based on Josh Allen throwing in the ball, got to go Diggs. Yeah, with, uh, you know, that run that run game that they have on, on offense, uh, basically, like we said, going through Josh Allen, they're a pass-heavy team, big-time pass-heavy team. Uh, and Diggs, obviously, being that number one receiver, Diggs might be the best route runner in the NFL. So he's going to get open on the majority of his, his, uh, his routes. And uh, honestly, it was kind of between two players. It was between him and D-Hop for me. And because I have Diggs, I went with Diggs. But D-Hop very well could be it. Uh, like I said, I feel like, you know, you're still going to cover D-Hop, but now you got all those receivers that you still have to watch out for. So uh, it's, it's a possibility that D-Hop might run away with, with our wide receiver one, but I got to go with my guy. Yeah, I, I rolled, rode with Calvin Ridley, obviously, a little bit of bias because I have him on my fantasy team. But I could see him getting 
a ridiculous amount of targets this year. Uh, especially Matty Ice likes to likes to stretch, uh, push the ball downfield a lot. And, you know, I think Ridley's going to have, you know, 12 to 15 targets a game, even though Kyle Pitts is there. Um, I still think, you know, Julio Jones's departure just increases his, his target share even more. So um, he could have a crazy year and be fantasy number, uh, wide receiver number one. My bad, boys. And, yeah, so that's why I w- went with uh, Calvin Ridley. Before we move on, I'm going to say a name. And this is not for trade talks. This is not for, for anything to hype him up. But I'm going to say a sleeper guy is Terry McLaurin for me. Uh, honestly, like I promised, just adding Curtis Samuel kind of adds something. to. All right, what do you want for him? Fuck. <laughs> I'll give you my team. Honestly, I, I'm kind of scared to trade him just for this reason. But, yeah, you know, Logan Thomas, the way he came on last year at the tight end position, and Curtis Samuel, that signing, I think it kind of opens up. And Antonio Gibson was amazing at the back half of the, that season. So I think it opens up uh, for Terry McLaurin. So he's my sleeper. I'm going to give you a sleeper right there, and it's got to be Terry. Scary Terry, baby. All right. Let's go on to question four. Dawson kind of alluded to it before. I thought – I didn't think it was unanimous. I thought I've seen – like pretty much every power rankings I've seen has seen the Bucks on top. But my question is, who is the best team in the NFL entering week one? Haven't we done this question? No, so. we didn't. We didn't. We did who's good, best team to go like 17 in a row. Three, two. Whoa. Sorry. I, was I have Kansas City, baby. Fuck. Uh, so does Dawson and Shaner, and then LBS and Cam have the Bucks. I'm just saying, KC, um, it could be. The Bucks, I guess. I kind of don't want to say the Bucks because the Saints are in the division and fuck the Bucks and fuck Tom Brady. But like um, Kansas City, man, I just wish they would have had a sick O line. I wanted to see last year the Super Bowl sucked. It was awful. It was the worst. Um, but yeah, I still think that Kansas City is the best team, especially with a sick O line now. Um, I'm pumped, pumped up. You say this every single year. But and it's probably not going to be true. But I th- I just think this is the year Tom we see a from Tom Brady. Uh, and it's probably not going to happen. But I'm just fucking. For the record, for the record, I have Tom Brady on my fantasy team. I hate Tom Brady so much that if Dawson was right and I just lost fantasy because Tom Brady was so shit this year, I wouldn't even be that mad. Fuck, cause fuck Tom Brady. Fuck you. Yeah, I'm ju- I'm just betting on the quarterbacks basically. Obviously. Tampa has a better defense. I'll trust, baby. Yeah, fuck. But uh, I don't know. I'm just betting on the quarterbacks on this. I think Mahomes is just such a good football player. Like, I don't even know how else to say it without, you know, sounding like a complete noob. But Patrick Mahomes is an incredible football player. And I think he single-handedly, obviously with Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. And we'll throw Tyron Matthew in there. But I just think he, those three guys make that Kansas City Chiefs so fucking good. Uh, yeah, you, you touched on it before, Dawson. The O-line, the revamped O-line could very well be a top five uh, O-line in the, whole, in the whole league. Also, people forget how good Clyde was before he got hurt. Yeah. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was a top five, was top five in rushing yards when he got hurt last year. So that opens up the playbook for Andy Reid. Um, you know, if Clyde stays healthy, they, ha- they can run the ball whenever they want. 
and they can also pass the ball whenever they – you can literally know the Chiefs are passing the ball and Mahomes will still dot you up. Absolutely. And now you, now you add a, a run game to that. And, you know, I don't think their defense is that great. I'm not going to lie. But the fact that you could go into any game and score 50 points and outscore someone 50 to 48, not many teams can do that in this league. Yeah. Yeah, I just can't can't look past the fact that the reigning champions are returning every starter this year, Um, with that being said. And O.J. Howard's back. I still still think they're the best team in the NFL. That's why why I went with it. That's – all I have to say about that. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Why does Matt look like a fucking locked video game character right now? Seriously. <laughs> All right, Kev. Yeah, I don't have much to say here. Uh, like you said, LBS, uh, the Bucks returned all 22 starters. Um, that de- that front seven is- gave every single team problems last year. Uh, they also added Joe Tryon from Washington who's looked really good so far, really good. So you you throw that guy into a mix of a front seven that's already terrifying. Listen, Tom Brady might decline, but everyone around him is not declining. So it makes his job very easy. Uh, I think they're going to keep making it easier for him all, like, as the season progresses. So and yeah. something, it is neck and neck, though. But Something we didn't talk about for Tom Brady and, like, you guys talked about his decline is – how often did Tom Brady rely on James White in his New England career? And now he's got Gio Bernard, who might be better than James White. Is I love Gio Bernard. In, in that role. So, you know, he's got the two guys in Rojo and, and Leonard Fournette, but now he's got his little check down, check down RB in Gio. I love Gio, man. Oh, man. All right. Let's go on to the next question and think fast. And that question is, which division entering 2021 is the best? Most competitive? I don't know what you want me to say. You get the gist. Hold up. There's only one right one answer. competitive here. There's only one right answer, and it's the NFC East. Well, yeah. yeah. The yeah. NFC least. Yeah. Three, two, one. All right, so I have the NFC West that consists that consists 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 of the Seahawks, who else? The Cardinals, 49ers, and the Rams. Everyone else has the NFC West. I, that's, what I, that's what I have. My my board hey, is fucked. So I can't erase it. Listen, it is close with the AFC North. The thing that sets it apart is I don't think there's many liabilities in the NFC West. There is a liability. In the AFC North, in the name of the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah. So that's kind of simply the reason. I also think that the Rams literally, like, I know I said the Chiefs are the best team. Bucks are up there. The Rams have a very good chance at, like, shocking people and becoming the best roster in the NFL. Like, one of their biggest problems, they're missing, they're missing that, that, that kind of that guy to be quarterback because Jared Goff's a fucking bum. And... Matt Stafford is my boy. So I can't wait to see what he does there. But yeah, NFC West. Very good. Very good division. Nothing to add from me. It's just no. right. Jared Goff is really not as bad as you say he is. I think he's bad. We'll just move on from that though. Next question. This is gonna be the one that sets it apart here. 
Which player in the NFL are you most excited to watch in 2021? That's a squeaky board. I don't know. Might be mine. This one's Five, four, three, two, one. Cameron, you on, are going to like it. My answer, Devontae Smith. Shaner's answer, Saquon Barkley. Cam's answer, Hertz slash Rieger. Dawson's answer, Kyle Pitts. And LBS's answer, Mac Jones. Mac and cheese, baby. Wow. It was no lie. The amount of fights that me and Shane had on this podcast last year about who deserves the Heisman, about who should be the Heisman between Kyle Trask and Devontae Smith. Of course, I would want Devontae Smith, my boy from Alabama, him getting drafted by the Eagles. It's like, it's like Mac Jones getting drafted by the Patriots. The only time you'll ever see me cheering for any of those teams is because my boys from Alabama got drafted there. And Devontae Smith, man, I can't wait to see if he can actually do it in the NFL because that was his biggest knock. Everyone was like, he's too skinny. He's not going to be big enough. So I'm pumped up to see what he can do. He did have three drops in his first preseason game, so I'm a little bit skeptical. I, I'm not doubting his talent at all. There's a reason why the Eagles took him at six, but he's got a little bit of work to do. I think he's coming in as like a three, four, did maybe. they take him at 10? Yeah, that's true. They did take him at 10. They had the six pick, but anyways. I feel yeah. like Devontae Smith's one of those receivers in his rookie year. That, like, the first eight games, he's non-existent. In the back eight, that's when he comes on. Yeah, he's he's going to have to work his way into the offense. That's for sure. There's no doubt about that. Yep. I went with Shaner's boy, Kyle Pitts. Just take this him in. already. Take this in. When was the last time someone got drafted and is instantly top ten at their position? Instantly. And top ten is very conservative, I think. Like, you can make a push that Kyle Pitts is going to be a top five tight end this year. He hasn't played a snap in an NFL regular season game. He is a problem. I spoke about it before. Shane, you, you watched him play more than anyone here. Can you put a linebacker on Kyle Pitts? You can't put anybody on Kyle Pitts. You can't put anyone on Kyle Pitts. I don't, I don't care if the NFL is the best players in the world. There's not a single player that can cover him alone. I don't get it. Like, it's, it's going to be a problem. Especially if you have Calvin Ridley taking up a number one corner. Who, like, you can put – the only per, type of person I could see guarding a Kyle Pitts is like a Jamal Adams type. That's the, but no, I don't I'm think Jamal so Adams is – horrible in coverage. It's not even funny. Yeah, I'm, saying, I'm saying type. Like, the best player I could think of off the top of my Jaylen mind Ramsey. when healthy is Ramsey and yeah. – Derwin James. Those I was going to say Derwin James, James too. I was going to say the only two players I could see that can cover. But there's Kyle. no way they're taking Jalen Ramsey and putting him in the slot and leaving Calvin Ridley alone on the outside. There's no chance. I understand if, like, maybe Atlanta flexes him out wide, then Jalen Ramsey goes over and you put whoever your number two is. But no way Jalen Ramsey's in the slot. No. It, he's going to be a problem. And I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Yeah, honestly. yeah. Honestly, if I if the Pats didn't draft Mac Jones, I think Kyle Pitts would have been easily my my answer here. But you know, I mentioned before, wasn't a huge fan of the of the pick. Cam's gone now. It's Mac's team, whether I like it or not. And I'm excited. I I'm truly excited to see what can happen this year. I think um, they're in a division where they could make a wild card push. You know, and if Mac Jones can do that, I, I'm ecstatic. You know, so I'm ex- excited to see 
the boys perform this year, Mac Jones. Hopefully you're the guy, brother. <laughs> Mac and cheese, brother. Mac and cheese. Yeah, I just went strictly bias here. Uh, Jalen Hurts didn't didn't get in early enough last year, in my opinion. I love Carson Wentz, but it was time for him to, to sit on the bench way earlier than he ended up being on the bench. So that's that. And Jalen Rager, really disappointing year. Everyone yelled at the Eagles for taking him uh, earlier than Justin Jefferson, who very well would have won Offensive Rookie of the Year if it wasn't for Justin Herbert. So I'm excited. I'm very excited to see what these two can do. I didn't even want to pick one. I think it's it's on both of their shoulders to to lead this offense. So we'll see what happens. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to see Pitts also. Obviously, my boy. I already miss him at Florida. The offense is definitely not the same as it uh, as it was last year. My real answer was Kyle Trask, but there's not a chance this guy ever starts a game until Brady's gone. So I have to go with Saquon. I touched on it before. Got hurt in week two last year, like first quarter. Matt was sitting next to me. It was week one, bro. No, it was not. Wasn't it? Because I thought we were, we, were, we were watching it together because we were playing against each other in fantasy. No, it was not. It was week two against the Bears. I remember. Trust me. I remember. My I've never seen, ripped out never my seen someone so upset about a football injury in my life. Never, I never was, in my life. I was almost in tears when Saquon went down. Um, yeah, so I'm excited to see what he could do. I hope he has one of those uh, Adrian Peterson uh, torn ACL bounce back seasons, but obviously that's a – that's a hopeful wish. But Big ask. Yeah, but Saquon's back. The Giants are back. I don't say that with much confidence. But uh, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. It's something the offense didn't have last year with Saquon. Obviously, Wayne Gallman was a big drop-off from Saquon. So I'm excited to get that run game going. All right. Listen, I've got uh... – one more question here. This is like the fun one. Okay. We're bringing it back to fantasy football. Okay. If you had the number one overall pick in a fantasy draft, what superhero would you select with that pick? And they're playing in the NFL or like, yes, yeah. I get points for the amount of lives they save. No, you, they play in the NFL. Oh man. There's an, an obvious answer. Actually, no. Actually, no. There's a few. Five. There's like two I'm debating, but I'm yeah. not. Yeah, yeah, see. Two, one. I. Oh, okay. <laughs> I have Spider Man. Everyone else has Flash. Fair enough. I didn't really think about Flash. But hey, think about it. Spider Man. He's got the nastiest hands ever in a PPR league. The guy's going to catch everything. True. Yeah, but you could just, like, throw it. You can have but a like flash and not. Half a yard to flash ever. every play, and he's scoring every play. Think about it, though. Spider-Man, right? Just get him to run into the end zone and just overthrow it. And he'll Matt, just get a web at it, and it'll stick to the ball and come right back to his hands, and he'll catch a touchdown every time, too. But, like, then you have to rely on the O-line blocking for that long. When you're when you have the flash, you can just throw like a okay. Let, let me break something down for you. Let me break something down for you. <laughs> Do you think Jalen Ramsey is letting Tom Holland pass him? <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Do you think Jalen Ramsey isn't putting Tom Holland in the fucking dirt? No. Oh my god. 
anyone. I, I, I would I take tend to agree with Dawson here. Horace Buckner at corner, and he would <laughs> clap Tom Holland. I would take Vince Wilfork. You guys do realize that these are superheroes, right? Like Spider-Man, is, like one of his powers is like super strength. You do know that, right? He's not have super strength. He has little Absolutely. webs and shit. Absolutely, he has super strength. <laughs> I would, I would take Jalen Ramsey over fucking Spider-Man. I'm just saying, <laughs> bro, you're scoring every play with the Flash or fucking You're crazy. Yeah, the Flash, yeah, the Flash is, is the obvious choice here. I don't think there's much. Of I debate. also contemplated Superman. What about the Hulk? I, I would take the Hulk. Yeah, I contemplated the Hulk. I, I contemplated the Hulk as well. All right. Anyways. Uh, yeah, so that does it for this or that. And now we're going to go into the most competitive segment of the episode, of course. NBC trivia hosted by Shaner. This week's hard, boys. This week is hard. Good. Like, I don't know if you guys will get, like, four. Did we come up with the consequence for who's going to, like, who loses? No way. No. What? We have not covered a consequence. All right. We'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. Um, All right. You boys ready? Let's hear it. All right. Question one. Wait, do we have – is it, like, NHL, NBA, NFL? No, no. It's NFL and NCAA. Not Ooh. like I'm gonna start with NFL. I think it's five four. So NFL five questions, NCAA four. So we're gonna start with the N. Do you guys want to start with NCAA or NFL? NCAA. NCAA. Yeah. All right. You guys are gonna notice a trend on these uh, right. on these questions. We're gonna kick it off here. NCAA. Now this is FBS. This is none of this FCS like Division oh, two. Okay. Oh, <laughs> NCAA, these are all records. So, who has the NCAA rushing yard record in a single season? What oh. player? I was looking at all these last week. What player? In a single season or career? Single season. Let me give you 10 seconds. Fuck, I don't have no idea. Shane, if it's a name you don't know, I'm going to be pissed. Five, four, three. Two, one, raise them up. All right. Matt and Cam have Derrick Henry. LBS has LT. And Dawson has OJ. The correct answer is Barry Sanders. Wow. Ooh. Oklahoma State. Barry Sanders with 2,628 yards. Holy fuck. That is ridiculous. That is absolutely insane. Sorry. I feel like, I feel, uh, low key, I feel like Chuba came close to that. He had a fuck ton of yards. It was over 2K, but, like, there's been probably yeah. close to 10, if not more, guys over yeah. 2,000 in college. So. All right. Now, the next three questions for NCAA are numbers. So, I'll give you a two, like, little buffer. So, like, one under, one over. That's your little buffer. Okay. period. What is the record for sacks in a season? Single-player sacks in one season. For a team or for a play? Oh, single player, you said. Ten. Five, four, three, two, one. Okay, Dawson has 25. LBS has 21 and a half. Cam has 21. Matt has 20. One of you are correct. 
technically. The answer yeah, is 24. The answer is 24. But Dawson had with 25. So Dawson's on the board. I completely forgot the scorekeep. Who who had it? Uh, Terrell Suggs. Ooh, where did he go to college? That is a great uh, – Virginia Tech, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, let me check. Terrell Suggs went to college at Arizona State. Oh, I was very wrong. Oh, that makes sense because when he went back to Arizona, he went back. Uh, All right. This one, I have no idea who has this record, so don't ask. Yeah. Who has the most interceptions? Like a defensive player, interceptions. What is the amount in one game? Most interceptions in one game? One game. Do we get this one? We can't have a buffer. It has to be perfect. This one has to be perfect. Okay. Three, two, five, four, three, two, one. Matt has four and the rest have five. The correct answer is five. Woo! So Liam, Cam, and Dawson. Imagine having five picks in a game. Didn't D'Angelo Hall have four in an NFL game? Did. So I, that's why I had to go higher than that. Most interceptions, NCAA single game. This one, I don't know if I should give. I'm going to ask the question. You guys decide if I'm going to give a buffer or not. Okay. How many FBS teams are there? Oh, I know this, I think. Are we giving a buffer or no? I'm pretty sure I know this dead on, but I don't want to get too cocky. It's, it's up to you guys. I have no idea, so whatever. I say, I say no buffer. Okay, no buffer. How many FBS teams? 10. I'm like, I have no idea. Fuck. I think I, I know. I don't know why I have this Three, number. But... Two, one, raise up. No. Matt has 126. LBS and Cam have 128. And Dawson has 130. The correct answer, according to my research, yeah. is 130. Oh. No way. No way. Dawson. I thought it was. I also thought it was 128 when, yeah. before I checked it. So maybe there's two new teams or something. I don't know. But I was about to put that. Do, do independence, independence count as FBS teams? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So at the end of the NCAA round, Dawson is up three to one on OBS and Cam, and Matt has zero. <laughs> it's an absolute. I went off. Holy shit. All right. This is all NFL for the next five questions. Let's get it. And you guys see a theme now? No. Okay. This one doesn't have to do with the theme. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I still don't see a theme. Records? Ah. Oh, man. Dawson. Anyways, who is the youngest NFL franchise? I feel like this is obvious. Ten. Well, wait, if they ch- wait, wait, wait. If they yeah, change wait. names, like it- – it's no, like, it's still the same franchise, right? I know. Well, yeah, like question. Washington, question. like Washington football team isn't one year. Oh, old. No, not what? No. What like, if they change like locations? What? What if they change locations? Yeah, such yeah, as, I think that's such as Las Vegas. No, no, it's newest. Like, who is the newest franchise? 
not someone who relocated. Who is like, the, who like is the, the 30 second team? Yes. Okay. 10. Like nine, the Seattle Kraken would be the answer for the NHL. Yes. Okay. Five, four, three, two, one, raise them. Matt has Carolina, LBS, Jags. Cam and Dawson have the Texans. And the Texans is the right answer. Yeah. That I, one I knew. That I'm one I knew. So bad at this. Yeah, I knew that one, but like, yeah. Group five questions. Matt is in the dumps. Even listen, listen. Uh, who was the Oilers? Was it still Houston or no? Houston, yeah, but they, but they turned into someone else. The Tennessee oh, Titans. Oh, no. Yeah. Listen, listen. To put things oh. into perspective, I've had more drinks than there have been questions in this trivia. So maybe that's why I'm at zero. This one you guys should all get. Every single one of you. What is the record for most passing touchdowns in a season? The number, the exact number. What is the number? What do you mean everyone should get it? I don't know. Fuck. Oh, my God. No idea. Five, wait, four, three, two, one. Uh, Matt has 50. So does LBS. Cam has 43. And That's Dawson has 55. And I'm pretty sure Dawson just won already because the answer is 55. Peyton. Uh, it is Peyton Manning. It is Peyton Manning. I, was, I had 50 written, but then I remembered that was the record before. I think hey, there's, Brady had 50 in yeah, and so their season. Congratulations, Dawson. You are the trivia no, he does not. There's three questions left, and Cam has two. So if Dawson gets any other question right, he wins. And if Cam gets any other question wrong, he loses. What? Oh, yeah, that too. What is – the single season rushing touchdown record. How many touchdowns? I have no idea. No idea. I'm going to go high. Was I think I'm on fucking fire. Five, four, three, two, one. Matt has 23, LBS 19. I thought you said you were going high and you have the lowest answer. I know. I know. I don't know. Austin has 21 and Cam has 20. None of you are right. All right. So, congratulations, Austin. The correct answer is 28. Wow. By LT, though. Okay. Half points. Do you want me to ask the next two questions? Yeah. Yeah. Michael Strahan has the record for most sacks in the season. What is that number? No range here. No range. What is that number? It, it, I'm either this or one off. Yeah, Five, I'm pretty sure. Four, three, two, one. I know it's a point five. It's definitely a point five. I think Matt's right. Matt has 21.5. LBS has 23. Cam had 20. 22. And Dawson had 22 and a half. And the correct answer is 22 and a half. Fuck. Oh, my God. Oh God. He's given his crown already. We are about to have the first naked mile in NBC. <laughs> <laughs> and we will be filming it for the record. It will be on the story after this episode. Naked mile tomorrow, Wednesday, 5 p.m. If this happens. And it will happen because this one is hard. Shane, are you impressed with my performance? I can guarantee you. That I will not be doing that. <laughs> You're, doing You're doing it. That's your punishment. There you go. That's the punishment decided. No way. That's the punishment. Done. What is the record? This is Ray Lewis's record. What is the record? I'll give you like 
a little bit of a buffer. We'll figure it out after I ask. What's the record for most tackles in a season? The worst. This is the worst question. Worst. That's because you suck. What? Do we I have a buffer? Uh, I'll give you like three. That's minus three. Just to benefit Matt. Is this like – I don't know how is high this, this is. Is this full tackles or – It's our tackles. I don't know if it's full or not. It's just tackles from what I've been informed of. I literally do not know if I'm too high. Five, four, three, two, one. Matt has 100. Matt, that is the lowest answer ever. I was going to say, I don't even know what's, what's a high OBS answer. OBS has 149. Dawson has 153 and Cam has 125. This is insane. No way. Like we have our first naked mile. First oh, fuck. I thought I got it right. And second of all, with the buffer, Dawson got it right. What's the answer? 156. Oh, my, oh my God. Wow. Dawson, Dawson got just put on a performance right. of the ages. Dawson got seven correct answers. Cam got two. LBS got one. And, hey, Matt, and Matt is running a naked mile tomorrow at 5 p.m. <laughs> I'm just happy I'm not punishment. Last. It's not up for debate. Holy fuck, I went off. Yeah. Yeah. I really don't want to host trivia, though. All right. Sucks to suck. <laughs> Top five, Maddie. Right now, go. All right, so we've been talking about fantasy draft sleepers a lot this episode. You know, like, oh, this guy's a sleeper, this guy's a sleeper. So our top five is fantasy draft sleepers, okay? If you have, like, a big name in this, I kind of want to hear why. Because, like, you got to kind of – you kind of got to, like, explain why it's a sleeper. You can't just be like Alvin Kamara. Like, that makes no sense, you know? Like, okay? So number five, I have Joe Burrow, okay? Um. LSU guy, so I didn't really like him coming out of college. Fuck that guy. But I thought he, he showed promise last year in his first, what, four games until he got his torn ACL. Like, he seems to be that guy. He seems to ha- be, like, the guy who could lead a team. So, number four, James Robinson. People are sleeping on this guy. I would understand if you didn't if you slept on him because they had Travis Etienne. But he's gone now. Like, Travis Etienne is hurt. James Robinson is going to become a huge fantasy back again. Like we saw last year. Like we saw last year. Number three, hometown bias. Jerry Judy. The guy's phenomenal. He had a not so great year last year, but got him. But like he's good, man. He's good. We're gonna keep him on, on that list. Number two, Gus Edwards. We said it before. Le'Veon Bell's now they got they signed him to the practice squad, I guess. That doesn't really do much yet. But Gus Edwards, man, like Guys could be the number one guy in the in the former number one rushing offense of the league. That says something. And number one, I have a guy who I've always liked, DJ Moore. Plays on a team that I hate. But DJ Moore, like, this guy flies under the radar for some reason and always ends up being, like, a top 10 fantasy receiver. It makes no sense. And I think it's going to be the same thing this year. I'm, di- I'm disgusted to say that I have two Patriots on this list disgusted at five the first of the two nelson Aguilar. we can we can meme him all we want saying he's sleeping, keep sleeping brick hands whatever but nelson Aguilar, 
is a very talented receiver in a room in a receiver room that doesn't have that many big names. Yeah. Okay. Here's here's my thought here. That that goes against them. You think? Yeah. Because okay, Jacoby Myers might be WR one, but if he's not, and Nelson Aguilar goes into the one spot, he's gonna get shut down by some. Like, imagine him going up against Xavier Howard. He's not getting more than five catches, bro. Right. I'm I'm just it's talking. Yes, I understand. But big, but big play potential. Absolutely, I love that guy. Like big play potential, yes, and also being able to score a potential wide receiver one in round ten plus, I think, is a sleeper in itself. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Anyone uh, off last year? Yeah. Uh, number four, one of my favorite young receivers and one of my favorite sleepers that I unfortunately did not get to pick in any of my drafts uh, out of Chicago, Darnell Mooney. Very excited to see this kid ball. Very excited. Uh, number three, spoke about him before, Russell Gage in Atlanta. Very excited to see him play too. Have him in three out of four of my leagues. Pumped for that. Number two, the second Patriot on the list, Damian Harris. A consensus RB1, I think, in New England. Um, and he's a talented dude. I'm excited to see him play too. Uh, and then my number one sleeper, another wide receiver one that you can get in like round eight or nine, Corey Davis in New York. I think Zach Wilson is going to rely on him heavy because he is the best receiver on that team. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited to see that. Corey Davis, my number one sleeper. Yeah, I like, yeah I, like, I like that list a lot because you mentioned a lot of guys who you can get after you fill out your 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 starting roster. You know, that's really where I went. Guys with just in, like who I believe have insane upside. Uh, at number five, I'm putting AB. Uh, we can't forget. You know, he was one of he was the best receiver in the NFL at one point. I believe. Without a doubt, without right a doubt, he was. He was, yeah. he was yeah. the fantasy lock for like three years. Yeah, and there, there, there is even last year he ranked 23rd in fantasy points per game. I know I mentioned it before, and uh, he's a guy you can get late in the draft. So I think I got him in round eight or nine. So I, I like what he can do. Number four, I'm going with Jacoby Myers. Uh, I, I don't, I don't love going with the Patriots receiver because as we just spoke about, we don't know who really is going to be that guy. But I think he's going to be wide receiver one. He's going to be on the field when you know there's only two receivers on the field. He's going to be that guy. I think he's going to see some a lot more targets than he did last year. So I think he has great value late in the draft, especially if you don't know where you want to go. Uh, number three, I went Gus Edwards. Maybe not not really a sleeper anymore because uh, Justice Hill tore his Achilles and they just signed Le'Veon. But uh, I really believe he can end the seasons anywhere between like RB20 and 15, maybe even higher. Oh, I uh, think he for sure. Yeah, exactly. He's going to get a lot of touches and he can catch the football out of the backfield, which is massive in fantasy football. Number two, I went with a player I drafted. Well, actually, my last two guys are guys I drafted, but um, I'm going Chase Edmonds with the cards here. Uh, I know he's going to be splitting snaps, and but he's a solid runner, and he's, he's the third down guy again. Solid value as he'll be getting a lot of touches and a big passing target. I like him a lot. I think he's going to put up some solid numbers this year. And my number one, I know I brought this up before. I, I don't know why this, this name is like sticking with me, uh, but Brian Edwards for the Raiders starting at the X position. If you're on the field the entire, you know, if you're always on the field, you're bound to get targets. You're bound to put up numbers. And I think fantasy-wise, big sleeper got him. I think he was my last pick of the draft. Um, he could put up serious numbers, and he could maybe be that guy to win a league, you know. So, Brian Edwards, number one. There's my top five fantasy draft sleepers. 
Yeah, I like how different all of our lists are. Yeah, I love it. I mean, there's like two or maybe more names that are the same, but um, nonetheless, at number five, I have Damien Harris. Um, honestly, didn't really think of him too much as a sleeper, but he's running back one. They lost on him, so he's really going to be that guy. Like, we haven't seen a running back in New England be like a serious, That's steady number one. I think oh, he, he'll be oh. the first in a while, so – I like him there. Kind of solid O-line, too. Yeah, absolutely. Something about Alabama running backs, man. That's it. Um, at four, guy who I had last year who I kind of wanted this year, um, T. Higgins. Yeah. He's getting Burrow back. He put up some sneaky good numbers last year. Uh, really, literally put up 25-plus a couple weeks for me. So, like, that's huge. I think he can do it again. Um, and, and he's coming in as two or three, maybe. So, The only thing I hate in Cincinnati is – I feel like Joe Burrow's going to want to feed Jamar Chase. He's going to want to feed Tyler Boyd. Like, I, I feel like there's so many mouths to feed, like, which, isn't, it, it, which is a problem fantasy-wise. Not a problem for the Bengals, but I just, I'm just i struggling with Bengals receivers this but, year. But Jamar Chase had a horrible preseason. Yeah. And I, but, but it's still, still, but it's still, still Joe Burrow's guy. That's still his yeah, guy. yeah. But so is T. Higgins. Like, T. Higgins is yeah. his dude, too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's a reason Jamar Chase went five. Is like yeah. pretty much. You know, like no, I, I do like T. Higgins though. I do like him. Trust me, trust me. Someone drafted him, so mm-hmm. Hmm. did Jamar Chase get drafted? I don't know. I don't know. Did he? Oh, did no. someone take him? I I don't. I don't think. So. I, think I don't think Jamar think Chase is going to be on the field. Got taken. Two receivers on the field. I think all three of them uh, got taken. It's going to be a sick offense, regardless. Oh yeah. yeah. I think T. Higgins is a sleeper. And a guy we've talked a lot about this episode at number three, Kyle Pitts. Um, I'm really high on him. There's not a lot of good tight ends after the the big three. Like yeah. once those guys are gone, everyone kind of backs off. But Kyle Pitts has serious potential. I think people are shying away because of his projections. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I like four points. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's stupid, but yeah, he's he's gonna go off. I think. Um, and yeah, at number one, I know he's not so much of a sleeper now. I think he got uh, like auto drafted in like the second round in our league. But yeah, Gus Edwards. Got to be that dude. He's one of only three backs to have over 700 yards the last three seasons. So that that's sleep. Like no one knew that. Almost no one knew that. And so that makes him a sleeper for me. Makes him the biggest sleeper, even though he might be going in the second round now. Uh, I put an honorable mention to Saquon and Eckler. Saquon, basically because of the injury, he's fallen to the second round. It's still Saquon. I don't care injury or not. It's Saquon. When Saquon's healthy, Saquon's a top five back in the NFL. To let him slide to the second round to me is crazy. Uh, and Eckler, I had him, like we did it before, I had him as my number one projected yeah. fantasy running back. I, I was going to have Eckler in here too, but I wanted to take a deeper dive into the sleepers. But I Eckler also, could be a top five back easy. And he's getting drafted like RB8 or 9. I also did let this Le'Veon Bell signing adjust my, my ranking here. I did have Gus at five. But I had a guy kind of tied with him, so that's why I kicked Gus off. Uh, for me, five, I talked about him before. He was my last pick, Sony Michelle. Uh, if he could get back to what he was in New England his rookie year, and, you know, like I said, Georgia running backs have a good history with Sean McVay. So, uh, for me, there's a chance that he could get back to that, even with Daryl Henderson probably starting the first couple of weeks. Number four, I'm kind of surprised none of you mentioned him. Miles Gaskin. Yeah. Uh there's no other – listen, Miami didn't go out and sign a running back. Malcolm Brown. No Malcolm Brown. He's, yeah. he's a big sleeper. He's a name I've seen on a lot of sleeper lists too. Yeah, but Miles Gaskin, 
last year when he was healthy, he was very good for me when I picked him up off waivers. He started every week that he could for me because he gave me that production. So I think it's only going to, you know, he's going to be that guy. You know, Malcolm Brown's kind of going to be that guy that comes in and gives him a break, in my opinion. I could be wrong, but in my eyes, that's, that's how I see it happening. Number three, Dawson. Dawson's going to be happy about this one. Jalen Hurts. Uh, Jalen Hurts is one of those guys that I could see it kind of being like, you know, when none of us expected Lamar Jackson to put up the fantasy numbers he did. Yeah. Uh, not saying that he's going to put up the same numbers, but it's, it's, it might be that shock that we had with Lamar Jackson in my mind. So that's why I got Jalen Hurts at three. Uh, number two, a guy who's looked apparently very good in, in camp, uh, Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore with, uh, you know, two rookies coming in together. Elijah Moore and Zach Wilson, I think they'll they'll feed off each other. Yeah. Uh, he's going to work in the slot. I know they have uh, – they got a lot of receivers kind of there now. But he's going to work in the slot, and I think he's a great route runner. He's going to get open. Uh, he's a little shifty. So, number one, a guy who you guys haven't said at all, and it might be because of the first half of the year he's not going to be a big contributor. But Javante Williams in Denver – they traded up to get him in the second round. Uh, I know they have Melvin Gordon. But to me, I think Javante Williams takes over that backfield within the first six weeks of that season. Uh, and he's going to be a guy that, you know, he's a hot commodity on the waiver wire. I don't know if anybody took him in our league. I think he might have gotten someone taken. Someone did. Someone did. He might have gotten taken because I know I wanted him. And obviously, I didn't end up with him. So, I think, you know, Melvin Gordon, Melvin Gordon has a history of fumbling a lot. Obviously, no OC enjoys that. So, Javante Williams, if he gets that ball, if he gets, uh, you know, one game as a starter, I think he's going to run with that. Quick honorable mention, my boy Naheem Hines. He's listed as the RB2 right now behind Jonathan Taylor. Marlon Mack is RB3. Jordan Wilkins is RB4. But Naheem Hines is going to get in on a lot of packages, and he's going to catch the ball like crazy. We saw it against the Titans last year, scored two touchdowns. Um, no, I'm high on Naheem Hines too, so. Pick him up if he's on your waiver wire. All right. Well, that was our top five fantasy draft sleepers. And we're going to go into our final segment of the day, our lock of the week in terms of betting. Now. All right. So like I said before, for our bull predictions, the NFL is back. And there is nothing I like betting on more than any time touchdown scores, baby. So, Travis Kelsey, anytime touchdown score. Nope, but same team. Uh, Tyree Kill, anytime touchdown score. He's on my squad this year. Let's cheer for it. Let's put some money on it. Let's freaking go. I'm being a pessimist, and I'm hoping I'm jinx- jinxing myself. Carson Wentz throws a pick. That's my lock of the week. <laughs> That's interesting. All right, boys, I'm riding with the LA Rams this week. I like the spread at minus seven and a half. I think they have their their new and new and improved offense this year. I think they'll 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 put up a convicting W against the Bears and cover that spread. So I'm rolling with them to get at minus one ten. All value. All value. I like it this week. Yeah, I'm gonna stick with the NFL too. Um two offenses that are loaded and I can't believe this under is so low because the defenses aren't very good. Total team points in Minnesota and Cincinnati. That's going over 47 and a half. Lock it in. 
It's also at minus 110. Bit of a pick em, but getting decent value there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hop on this uh, anytime touchdown score. And uh, I think mine's a bigger lock than Matt's is. I'm going Derrick Henry. Wow. Yeah. Derrick Henry, anytime touchdown score. LBS is smiling about that. Oh, baby. Wow. You know what my lock of the week is? Plus. <laughs> well, my lock of the week is, is if you like this video and share it with a friend, Shane's going to give you a kiss. That's my lock of the fucking week. <laughs>